Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Before beginning a journey in the ancient East, anyone who was getting ready to go on a trip would, first they would uh, pay all their debts, make sure they provided for their dependents, and then they would bid farewell to all. Because basically the point was, uh, you needed to have everything in order before you departed because there was no guarantee of a safe return. Uh, Travel at that time was very dangerous. People traveled by foot, they were vulnerable, Uh, to the threat of robbers or wild animals on the way. The landscape was rough and there wasn't a network of paved roads that we have in many places around the world today. They were more like unpaved tracks that were just beaten down from constant use. In the region around ancient Israel, however, there were a few paved roads which were known as the King's Highways. These were built in order to make travel for the king easier throughout his kingdom to make it smoother and safer. So when he was planning to come to a certain place, he would send a messenger ahead to notify the people of that region, to give them opportunity to make all the necessary preparations for his arrival, which included making any needed repairs to those highways to ensure that the king would arrive smoothly and safely. So it is fitting, isn't it, that uh, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, would also have a messenger sent ahead of him to tell all people that he was coming. And from the moment of his birth, from the moment his birth was announced, that is, John the Baptist's birth was announced, from that moment, he was that messenger. John the Baptist, he leaped for joy in the womb when he heard Mary the mother of Jesus, greet his mother, Elizabeth. And at his birth, his father, Zechariah, declared that he was destined to prepare the way for Jesus. And as we learned in today's gospel, 
John's ministry in the desert, it pointed people to Jesus. It pointed people to the one who was mightier, the one who would baptize with the Holy Spirit. So 2,000 years later, on this second Sunday of Advent, we're just a couple weeks away from celebrating the birth of Jesus into our world at Christmas, and we hear John the Baptist still crying out to us, echoing the words of the first reading from the prophet Isaiah. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. And these words, they still echo for us today because, well, they're still relevant. They're still needed. There's always a need for each of us to prepare the way for Jesus Christ to enter into our life, into our world, into our home, into our heart more and more. There's always some rough edges that need to be smoothed out, aren't there? And it can be likened to, I suppose, road construction in real life. Doesn't seem like there's always anywhere you go, some kind of road construction going on, right? You see those orange signs, road construction ahead, and your heart drops a little bit, right? What's going to happen? What's the delay going to be? Whether it's minor pothole repairs or restriping or a, a total reconstruction of the road, it takes a lot of work, maintenance, and ongoing maintenance to keep our roads smooth and safe. I remember when I was a kid, does anybody remember the S-curves, the I-405, the Renton S-curves? When I was a kid, I mean, they're bad still, I think, to some degree, but when I was a kid, I guess they were even worse. Always in the news, and I think my whole childhood, they were under construction, being straightened out. And I would always think, why does it take so long to fix these roads? Well, it takes a lot of planning, a lot of work, a lot of time to straighten out a major freeway. 20-something years later, they're still a bit curvy, they're still congested, right? Ongoing maintenance, ongoing construction. Closer to home, we have some major projects, Issaquah Falls City Road, Southeast 43rd Way, right? They're under construction, major projects. And if anybody been stuck in traffic around those lately, and we think, when is this going to be done? When is this going to be done? As a civil engineer myself who worked on buildings, I didn't work on roads. And so I sometimes wonder that, not to pick on my fellow engineers, but I wonder, what takes so long? When are these roads going to be done? But if we want them done right, then it takes patience, persistence, planning, effort, and time. And so it is with the spiritual life. It takes all those same things as well. Patience, persistence, effort, planning, time. Those are the keys to conversion, holiness, and allowing the Lord to get things done right in us, so to speak. And much like a major road project that never seems to end, John the Baptist's words, they keep echoing. They keep echoing for us today. And they will keep echoing on and on to the end of time, because, well, we're always under construction, so to speak, right? We're always in need of maintenance to prepare better a way for the Lord into our heart. Conversion is always needed. The work of conversion will never be finished in this lifetime. 
How does that sound? Does that sound daunting? Maybe discouraging? I get it. It can sound that way. But it's not meant to be. It's actually meant to be encouraging and hopeful. It truly is meant to be those things. We just have to adjust our concept of time and adjust what we think of the purpose of time is for in order to see things the way that the Lord does. And our second reading from St. Peter reminds us that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. So we should resist any temptation towards impatience and frustration because those are not from the Holy Spirit. They're from the evil spirits. These are spirits that are meant to discourage us, to make us think it's too hard, um, make us turn back and go away, to make our path rocky or send us down the wrong path. So it's good to regularly renounce those evil spirits of impatience, frustration, and discouragement. And Advent is a fitting time to do that, to do just that. We've done this type of prayer before a few times, and if you're willing to join me in this prayer of renunciation, please repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the evil spirit of impatience. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the evil spirit of frustration. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the evil spirit of discouragement. And I send all these evil spirits to the foot of the cross, never to be replaced. Amen. As St. Peter implored us to recognize, there is no delay in the Lord. There is only patience with the Lord. First and foremost, we recognize we're grateful that He's patient with us. I'm grateful that the Lord is patient with me, merciful with me. He never rescinds His promise to send us a Savior. And that's the incredible gift that we are preparing for. The gift we've already received, but we're preparing to celebrate at Christmas. The gift of our salvation, the gift of Jesus Christ who was born to die for our sins. Furthermore, St. Peter wrote to us that waiting for the Lord, waiting for the Lord is hastening His coming. Waiting is hastening. How so? That sounds kind of like a paradox. Because I know that when I'm waiting for someone or when I'm stuck in traffic, my negative thoughts of impatience they don't seem to make it go away more quickly. Maybe makes it seem longer, right? That's, again, not the Holy Spirit. That's the evil spirit. That's showing that I'm not abiding with the Holy Spirit in that moment. And St. Peter tells us that when we wait for the Lord, then we will hasten His coming when we ask for gifts of patience and peace. For truly... When we ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then waiting for the Lord, it becomes 
a moment that we're already beginning to receive the Lord. Right? And then we get better and better at trusting in the Lord's timing. Trusting that He's an on-time God. That He may not come when you want Him, but He'll be there right on time, as the song goes. So we trust that the Lord's patience is never a delay, but is always directed towards ours and all people's salvation. Prepare the way of the Lord. That's what Advent is all about. A special time each year when the Lord's patience can be manifested in us. And we can join the Lord in that virtue, that gift of patience. In a few weeks of dedicating ourselves to repentance, conversion of heart, gratitude for the Lord's patience and mercy with us, growth in patience and mercy towards others, and asking for more of the Lord's gift of peace. We're always in need of conversion. We're always under construction. We're always in need of preparing more and more to welcome Jesus Christ into our hearts. And my friends, that is truly good news. Because Jesus Christ, our Savior and our King, is on His way.